It's a strange time to be working in theatre, an industry that depends so entirely on the collective live experience. Even for someone like me, whose job is all about using digital platforms to share the work we do with people, everything has suddenly changed overnight. How do you use your organisation's website and social media channels when there are no shows to talk about anymore? What does it mean to work in communications when the main thing you're communicating to people has gone? If you're tuning into one of our podcasts for the first time during the lockdown, I'll say hello. My name's Heather, and if you're one of the many people who's been chatting with the Belgrade on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter lately, it's probably me you've been talking to. I hope that your encounter will have been a positive one, but I do know that a lot of you still have questions. To be perfectly honest, we do too. And in today's podcast, one of the things we'll be talking about is why that may be okay. It's okay not to have all of the answers yet. We're all getting used to this together, and we all need to take a bit of time to breathe. Even when, if you're anything like me, that's not something that comes particularly naturally to you. Because as much as this new situation is challenging... It's also a fantastic opportunity to experiment and to finally get round to doing some of those things that you've been saying you'll get round to forever. And you can't do that without giving yourself the time to try. Case in point, I've been wanting to introduce you properly to our 2021 co-artistic directors for quite a while now, but other things seem to keep getting in the way. There are three of them in total. Corey Campbell, Belisha Cara and Justine Taman, and they'll be responsible for all of our home produce shows during our year as City of Culture. Only the first two are joining me via the magic of Skype today, and I'm afraid to say that we started with the only subject on everyone's minds right now, the impact of the coronavirus lockdown. But don't worry, as you'll hear shortly, it's by no means all negative, I promise. Hopefully you'll get to meet Justine as well before too long, but in the meantime, Corey and Belisha expressly asked me to tell you, if you'd like to speak to them and be part of one of our podcasts in the future, then please do get in touch. Tweet us, Instagram or Facebook messages, whatever you prefer. Time to meet them for yourself. Hi guys, how are you both doing today? Good. Good. Very well. Thank you, Heather. How are you? Um, I'm not too bad, thank you. I'm happy that the new website is up and running. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, man. Big shout out to the Belgrade website. Big shout out to the comms team for all the hard work they put into that website. Aw, thanks, guys. I will pass that on to the rest of the team. So how is life under lockdown as a co-artistic director then? Locked up, they won't let me out. <laughs> I'm locked up. They won't let me out, no, they won't let me. Man, it's difficult, it's difficult in this time of lockdown, but I'm really appreciative for good health yeah. and great people around me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the support of, um, there seems to be a real feeling of codependency at the moment, doesn't there? Like, you support me, I support you. Um, I'm about to set fire to a lot of things, you know. People, people are really getting on my nerves. Oh, really? Yeah, man. My God. In what way? I think I'm struggling with um, 
The reality is that we're, we're facing something that in our lifetime, and I, I suppose in a lot of generations' lifetime, let's say we, have, we haven't seen the likes of something like this for at least 100 years, let's say, yeah? yeah. And I think I'm struggling with the thought that people are dying um, and there are some people in some really extreme circumstances. And I suppose due to the nature of my uh social media and indeed social circumstances though i do know people that have passed away rest in peace um uh i've 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 also seen a lot of complaining about some of the most menial and minor things and though everybody deals with stress in different ways i just really think that we should all just take a moment to appreciate life and health and us who are um, well and healthy during the global crisis i feel that we should just really appreciate one another and m maybe take it easy on the griping you know what something that i've been i've been thinking quite a lot about and it might just be because of the people i'm surrounded with is um the notion of how privileged we are in this country and like we don't experience it day to day and take a minute to sort of sit with how how much privilege we actually have and like we have a system that's there to support us despite our opinions about it we have an nhs like we have a whole like i have the privilege of a job like there are just so many things right now that i am so grateful for yeah even just like having a house and being able to isolate as well yeah and yeah. the privilege of having yeah. a house and being able to isolate and even though i know universal credit has been so horrible for people but just to even have a universal credit is a privilege like and i know i'm talking from a place of privilege and i'm so aware of that but it's it's just been interesting to to hear people's responses regarding and you know everyone has a right to be disgruntled but yeah i just feel really privileged and really blessed right now actually that under these circumstances i'm in good health my friends and family are in good health like yeah ma'am yeah it'd be nice to think that this will continue and people might stay more aware of these kinds of things you'd hope so and i think like sorry i was going to say um even just looking at the fact that we get a daily update from our government is a privilege in itself and to and to really hear what they're talking about regardless of whether you believe in what they're saying or not um just to understand our political system day to day is so interesting in a way that we they never share we don't hear updates like that and so that's been i think really just a really wild time really to exist and to be around how are you both spending your time during the lockdown? Are you being able to work still or are you taking a bit of time out? Like, what's going on with you guys? Da, 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 da. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I spend most of my time singing, Heather. <laughs> Nobody joking. Um, what do you sing, Corey? Yeah, man. I mean, I sing a lot. I sing... Um, He's got a lovely voice. We've all heard him in Club 2B. Oh, exactly. shout out yeah, to Club 2B and the team. Oh, thank you, guys. The place to be, Club 2B. I've been singing Bella Ciao recently, actually. Bella Ciao, Bella Ciao, Bella Ciao, Ciao, Ciao. Yeah, so what, what, what we've been spending the time doing, um, to be honest, a lot of the conversations have revolved around um, what the building can be doing, should be doing, will be doing. Um, there are a lot of venues that are in a lot of, I mean, so the, a lot of the venues are in very different circumstances and are, are at very different points in the crisis. So we've had communications regionally uh, to different venues. 
um, and in London actually, um, just having conversations about what the future of theatre looks like, um, how we can partner and co-produce um, over the next couple of years, um, and I'm really just to encourage one another, um, as well as our audiences and communities um, and groups that um, we're going to bounce back at the end of this um, and when we're looking at the other side of this how we should move forwards I think so that's really where a lot of the time has been spent a lot of my personal energy has been spent um, dealing with our 2021 digital uh, show um, because that's something that um, the digital world is something that seems to be very very active at the moment so they're conversations that are very positive and ongoing um, actually more so than before um, so a lot of my time has gone into that and and writing of course I've, I've still got to write um, Club Eclipse um, and the new club to be Mount Olympus if it's on I've got to prepare for it regardless um, also writing the seventh episode for Sea View. I mean, there's a lot to do, and I'm grateful for the time to actually get to do it. There's um, there's a lot of positives in having a forced break, shall we say? Um, and yeah, the the only thing that I want to do that I haven't been doing at the moment that I'm I'm looking to do, and we, me and Belisha have been in um conversations about this and just about how we safeguard ourselves and the communities. Um, and uh, just about figuring out how we reach out and keep lines of communications open with our communities and groups um, and sending and showing love in the best ways, um, which is not really normally my thing, um, but I, I ha it has felt very um, heavy on my heart, to be honest. It's normally Bali. Bali is the empathetic one. <laughs> Now we're just being real, Lenny. Is this the real podcast? This is the real yeah. podcast, isn't it? Tell it how it is. You know, but also, um, it is it is one of those things where this is an example of us saying, hey, we hear our community and this is why we're doing this, so that we, we have an opportunity to talk uh, and for them to hear our voices and for them to know that we absolutely think of them every single day. Yeah, man. Every day. You talked about different arts organisations all kind of supporting each other and being in lots of conversations with other people. Is there anything that you've found particularly useful or inspiring so far? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, Bali. I, I have to, in this, in this current time, say, one person who actually didn't expect to read reach out to me who did was Roy Alexander yeah big up, I just want to say that I, yeah I have to big him up right now and say that I appreciate him um we don't know each other too well we've had a handful of conversations we met at the National Theatre um and he shouted me near enough straight away and has kept the line of communication open um just as a as a friend and a brother and and somebody in a similar scenario and he reached out to me and he told me to send a message on to my co-ADs and to the executive team. So I have to um, I have to say that that was probably the most uh, genuine, what you call that, organic thing. Because it didn't feel like it was about the arts, actually. It was just about... Yeah. Humans. Um, 
yeah it was a human to human level so i have to big shout if, if he listens to this i have to give him the big shout out for that because i appreciate it i think it's also important to note um so something that i've been doing with my time is really practicing being present and really just taking the time to do the things i don't do in my day-to-day at work or try to do and fail at least twice three times a day and for this period of time i think it's important that we reflect on what what theatre was to us and I mean words and I mean past tense and really utilize this time to recreate what we want our theatres to look like and so although I laugh and I say no I haven't really I mean I equally haven't reached out to people and the reason I haven't reached out to people is because I really think in this moment in a pandemic we should all just take a moment to breathe I think it is so important to take breath and for art and the thing that I needed in every single rehearsal room I was in was breath and the space to breathe and Corey, you said it yourself. You once said in a, I think it was in a rehearsal room that I, I visited. Um, you were speaking to an actor and you were giving a note to an actor and you said, um, you always find it funny how the audience can see the actors breathing. So why don't we utilize breath? And I think that in itself is such a beautiful notion and such a great um, thing that we can really carry right now is just taking the moment to breathe and just really indulging in what life is right now and then coming out the other end going now we're going to create something and that doesn't have to be a response to coronavirus dear god no but like (laughs) it's a space to go and now I've had a creative breath and now I can really go back to the thing that inspires me and helps me fuel all the things that I have in my head and I think that's what this period is about and that's really what I'm about um so if you haven't heard from me it's because I'm taking a moment to breathe and I think everybody else should too and that's allowed, isn't it? That's the single body. That is a single body. Well, on that note, you guys were talking earlier about how you kind of wanted to give that as a message to other people as well, really. It's not just about you guys taking a moment to think about things, but also encouraging other people to do the same. Did you want to say a bit more about that? Yeah, I suppose, I suppose um, our joint thinking... Uh, I mean, Belisha just articulated it really well, but our joint thinking in general was um, art, uh, artists in particular are going to deal with things in different ways. Um, and what I, what we wanted to be clear on is that we didn't want artists to feel pressured to have to create work or platform themselves because they feel the need to stay relevant. Um, it was important in particular local artists understand or or heard from the Belgrade that you know you're not going to be forgotten at all if if you if you haven't been in that inbox in the last three months and you haven't been online on Facebook Instagram Twitter TikTok YouTube yeah yeah all of the rest of it you're still very much uh, relevant and we really, really, we do uh, understand and sympathise with the current time. However, if creating work is your therapy, we're not saying not to do it, and we're also saying not, um, we're also not um, discouraging people to reach out. We're just saying you, you don't have to. I do not want artists to feel pressured to reach out in order to stay relevant. <clears throat> Similarly, with with communities, um, our community in particular of Coventry. Um, uh, and our our audiences, you know, our regular theatre goers, our first time theatre goers, we just really wanted to send a message out to say we're all in this crisis together. 
um, and we will rise from the ashes. Belgrade will be here as your beacon when when everything gets back to can't say normal because I don't think it will be back to normal. I don't think anything will be back to normal. But when it gets when things are returned to a state of consciousness again, um, we will be here and ready. So that again, Bali. I said when we return to consciousness, we will be here and ready. Yeah, and that that's really our message. Um, you know, but shout us, you know, f feel feel free to do so. But I just don't want anybody feeling like there's a pressure to do that. Um, you know, at all. But the beacon will definitely be there. We, you know, once all of this is over, it's exciting. Oh God, it's exciting. The work's gonna be great. Mm. Obviously, most of the stuff that you're doing is focused on 2021, which is next year. But has all of this affected plans that you had in place in the build up to that? And were there things that you'd hope to be doing now that you haven't been able to? Absolutely. I mean, the main, our post was essentially how many, 18 months? How many months was it? Maybe like. We started September. Yeah being in place earlier was so that we had a build-up so we we could for me anyway it was a big opportunity to talk to community and to spend some time with artists uh in person the way that we intend um and and that feels slightly robbed um so that's been that's been kind of hard to deal with in a way particularly because I was in a really beautiful place of setting up these hubs and community groups who um, I visited at least two to three times a week. Um, so to not have that feels feels like a shame. But I know that those people are still there. We all have our groups and we keep in touch with them as much as we possibly can. Um, and I have, of course, encouraged those groups as well to rest in the way that I choose to. And if they don't want to, that's up to them. And I hope to reunite with those people as soon as we get back. And I think that for me is sort of the biggest loss. In and amongst, of course, being around your team. I think having a team around you. Well, we were, we were just about to get back together. We haven't been together in a long time. And I really was looking forward to having my team back. So to not have them around is, is also depressing. But we move. We do podcasts instead. Yeah. Exactly. I mean... The the great thing is, like Belisha just picking up on um what 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 sh was her heartfelt desire and duty, as as uh, co ads the great thing was we really felt like we had um separate responsibilities leading up towards the twenty one, um and my responsibility in particular felt like it was engaging in the shows that we were dealing with so. Um, club to be which is so, something that was supposed to go on annually right the way to the bottom of of 21 um and we you know we launched it and it was great audiences were phenomenal and we had a good time um but again that was that was like a warm-up to what what the potential could be and, and will be um and then obviously i went on to to crunkton nights and I ended up having to perform in that because one of the performers dislocated his knee so once i jumped into that show it meant that i hadn't actually been with my co-artistic directors for a long while it had been like the last time i'd been in there was november the last time we were together was november and so when I came back, it was actually the week of March 23rd, which was the week that the lockdown. <laughs> 
I was talking about this to James from City of Culture earlier, actually, because we just had a new person join in comms and they've actually had a couple of new people join in their team just before this started too. It must be just crazy for those people. Yeah, 100%. And I think there's, it also speaks to, um, I mean, something I think about quite a lot is how do you keep almost our spirit as a company together through through mediums like this? And how do we still look after each other the way we would when we're sitting across a desk from each other? Um, and that's and I don't know the answer. I know for me it's check-ins with my team, uh, and I know it's the same for all the senior managements in in other departments. But um, I think that really extends to community as well, and I really think it extends to the artists you know you're in touch with quite regularly. Um, and although we've prefaced this conversation with um, preface preface. Preface, I think. Thanks, no one, for correcting me. <laughs> I've never heard the word, sorry. With, like, chill out, I think it's also a great opportunity for us to take some responsibility for the people we are in touch with quite regularly. So the three groups that I'm in touch with regularly, or whoever that might be, um, to just sort of drop in and say, hey, I hope you're all right, just from a community perspective. Because I think Belgrade is a community. Yeah, definitely. But I suppose... The, the specific question that you're asking then, Heather, is slightly different to that, isn't it, Bally? Because, because you're, you're kind of saying, um, you know, what was in the pipeline, or not what was in the pipeline, has things that were in the pipeline leading towards the 21 year kind of gone skew with? And well, if, the original question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to drag us back. You know, I love a, what do you call that? Tangent. I love a tangent. tangent. But I think it's important to to just sit on that for a second, just to say um, something that Heather's raised is about is about the preparation towards something like that. Isn't just about going around trying to find the highest profile co-producing partner or the the biggest or the largest show. Like this 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 thing was really based around being co-artistic directors that were uh, front facing. I believe is the term that Belisha always uses. Um, uh, and meaning, I mean, Billy's just laughing because <laughs> I'm always like, "What out does that mean?" But but meaning, we we com- we're completely on the ground, engaging, you know, with communities and having conversations that we know we have the the authority and autonomy to activate in within the building and outside, uh, and that was something that was really special that has been put on on hold, um, but was very special was and, and 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 will be very very special it just means that there's a a moment in time right now where we've got to tie our hands together and we I, I shouldn't speak for we i am very unsure about how to continue communications knowing that at the moment there's actually something really really serious happening in in and amongst this um this crisis so uh Bada bing, bada boom. I mean, muffins, guys. I don't know if you're going to get the video of this, but this muffin is sweet. Have a try and get them the video. Look at Costco thing. Lovely. Costco. Yeah. I might be eating muffins with a spoon as well, like rather yeah. than just it, it gets too crumbly, if not. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, um, you spoke a bit about wanting to be very front-facing, as you put it. Um, and obviously you guys are interacting quite a lot with specific community groups, but I guess there's probably still 
some of our audiences who might not know that much about you guys yet. Um, so I thought it might be nice to talk a little bit about your backgrounds and kind of who you are, how you came to be co-ADs at the Belgrade. We have to roll off our CVs because I just... (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't have to go into masses of detail. It's more just like, you know, where are you coming from? What are your interests really? And why did you want to join Belgrade? So this is a bit of a setup because you know, Heather, that I hate CVs. I hate bios. (laughs) Yeah, it feels like a setup. It feels like a setup. Let's move on. Let's move on. Can we move on to a question a bit more specific? No, I want to say something on this first. All right, go on then. What I do want to say, Heather, is that was what was so um, potentially great about the the co-AD ship and then what we decided to do with it, as in myself, Belisha and Justine. In as much as the idea was that the audience would and have um, began to recognise us because I was at the time putting on show after show after show so that the show, so the audiences had something. Current audiences also had something to hold on to to say, "Oh, this is potentially the the new style of theatre that this individual creates." And so that was what was happening. While, for example, what Bali saying about the work that she was doing with the communities, and I'm sure if Justine was here, she'd be saying the work that she was doing. But the point was always that nobody was ever left behind. And a show like Club to Be isn't the kind of show I usually put on. Um, as you guys will will know, um, that was all about having a real new, fresh introduction to the current audience and potentially new audiences um, among many other different uh, targets and goals. But we uh, we were certain to make sure that we didn't want to leave any current audience members behind as we trailblaze through for fresh audiences and obviously more diverse audiences. Boom, boom, chow. So I um, I, I, I don't want to reel off my CV, but I, I put in mad work. I'm putting beer work, you know, heaven. Lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. <laughs> quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. Anyway. Yeah. Was that good enough? Was that good enough for you, Heather? That was great. Thank you, Corey. That was perfect. People was don't perfect. know that we applied together. Yeah, I don't think they would. Oh, yeah, they would. Oh, would yeah, they? yeah. That, that me, me and Corey actually applied for this job together. Um, and we, we both are Midlands-based artists, uh, both from Birmingham. And um, Coventry, really, and Belgrade was the start of my journey, uh, particularly when I became an, an assistant director. And Corey gave me my first job, actually. Like, a lot of people don't know. Oh, that. yeah. And that was really oh. where my journey started. And so... We sort of saw it all the way through to the end, and and now we're here. I mean, I'm not. I'm going to be as vague as that. That's fine. That's good. That's a nice intro. Um, I was thinking about you mentioned uh Roy had been in touch with you, Corey, and we are seeing um we've seen a few more venues kind of adopt the co-artist direct. Heather, can you just put a pause on that question for just one second? Yeah. yeah? Sorry, mum. The reason why this one, this one's a live podcast, so it's all on, it's all on, on air and on screen currently. So. Hi, Corey's mom. Hi. Hi, everybody. So- Hello. Hi, Corey's mom. 
Now I heard I said that there can't be any exterior noise. I said I wouldn't be able to edit it out if you want it, if you want the cup of tea making to be in it, then that's fine. But like tinkly music whilst um <laughs> No, we don't have the time for that. Oh. Alright, let's go on. Sorry, Heather, what was the question? The question was about how a few more venues seem to have adopted a similar co-artistic director model around the same time as you guys were appointed, really. So I wondered if you could talk about how you found that dynamic working at the head of an organisation together and what do you feel are the advantages of it I suppose? Um, I think well Corey actually articulated it really well earlier Um, so in a way what we ended up doing in the period before we were all supposed to meet up again um, was almost take different facets of of what an AD's life is and split it between people Um, and the beautiful thing about being able to do that is that you you yourself aren't the sole reason that a vision exists or or the building moves in terms of its mechanisms. So, for example, whilst Corey was over, um, oh well, I was going to say overrun. Is that the right word? Over head over heels with Crompton Knights and Club to Be. For example, it's okay to say overrun. I was definitely at the, you know overworked. Overworked. Um, with with all of those shows. Um, a lot of a lot of the things that I engulfed were were meeting with our board and with our committee um, and taking the opportunity to I also did a residency with all of our groups so from our elders group right through to our young company group uh, mm-hmm. and really spent some time and also because I am the newest in the building spent some time really sort of saying hi to everyone um, and Justine also took over and did a young company show as well in that time Um, So between us, I think the beautiful thing about collaboration, that's really what we're talking about, um, is the ability to do multiple things at the same time uh, or to come together and have three different ways of thinking join up uh, and sometimes not join up. And that's okay because that's part of collaboration. But ultimately, what we always understand is um, the best idea is everybody's idea. And that's what collaborating is about. Ain't that right, Corey? Wouldn't you say that? The best idea is everyone's idea right i i probably wouldn't say that no <laughs> but I, I i definitely agree with them with the sentiment of it if i if that makes sense i 100 percent agree with the sentiment of it and i i i i am um, i'm a huge fan of belisha for this type of energy that she brings when she decides to bring it definitely is a huge oh that's a bit of a backhanded compliments the only time that's that's the most compliments i get from Corey is backhanded compliments so this is welcome to my life i didn't mean for that to be backhanded so i suppose what i'm saying is um when she chooses to bring this energy yeah 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 that's the point i'm making yeah when when belisha decides that she's gonna work collaboratively she does it with the most grace and excellence I suppose when she doesn't decide to work collaboratively, it's not that she's less of a collaborator. That's not really what I was getting at. I suppose what I was trying to say is I've never seen anybody in in collaborative mode like her, like the way she can take this person's thought and this person's thought, which can be two opposing thoughts and somehow bring them together is a work of art. Um, I I love to think that I'm very collaborative. But I, I, I think I am, yeah. 
Corey, I, I learned collaboration um, from you. Like the two places so I learned, the two places I learned collaboration uh, was with my co-director Finn and was with Corey in Strictly Arts. And they're the two places oh. where collaboration <laughs> is. And that's the, that's why it happened. So big up yourself. Uh, no, I appreciate that. Uh, but as you know, I also am a decision maker. And I, I do not like to um, put decisions on hold for long periods of time. Um, I really feel that uh, co- collaboration is something that, that takes more time than I have patience for sometimes um and that is a negative on on my side i'm not as patient as i could be um i would disagree and say that it's important in a team to have that person too and the whole point of collaboration is to have the person who is front facing and who is willing to make decisions and also be the person who's responsible and actually a lot of the time call you take responsibility in a way that i've never seen before oh belish i I agree with you by the way i agree with that compliment Yeah, that's nice. That's what we're going to say now, Heather. Stop setting us up. And it, Kevin, move on. Ask some nicer questions. Fine, okay. Um, 2021 then. Obviously, you can't tell us what the shows are yet because of announcement dates and all the rest of it. But can you give us an idea of what you hope 2021 at the Belgrade or in general will look like? You know what? This is a question that um, Justine actually asked quite a lot. Um, which is if after 2022 what do we want the Belgrade to look like uh, I yet don't know the answer simply because a pandemic has come and shooketh all of our lives um, but I think that's a really interesting provocation and is in conjunction with your question actually um, because all, at this moment in time we really don't know and there's something really beautiful about the unknown um, and that's the space that I choose to exist in right now. Um, blissful ignorance. Not that ignorance is always blissful, but it is today. Corey, that was the vaguest answer I could possibly give. Your turn. <laughs> I want to I wanna give a little example, um, you know. And Heather, feel free to soundbite this, you know, for, for, <laughs> for marketing materials. I am... Um, so in 2015, Strictly Arts came to Belgrade with Green Leaves Fall, um, or Green Leaves Falls, yeah, Green Leaves Fall, and um, it was Strictly Arts' first ever show, um, and uh, it was about uh, a young boy who had been orphaned by the Brixton riots, family part of the Windrush generation, who got himself, um, he was, anyway, anyway, the show was built on a premise that, um, um, he ended up with a, a foster brother who was white. He was a young black male. He ended up with a foster brother who was a white man, and they made a, a blood pact that they would stay together forever um, because everybody bleeds red. And the first place we performed was at Belgrade Theatre. In the interval for the show, um, no, sorry, after the show had ended, we'd gone to backstage, getting ready for a post-show discussion, blah, blah. Um, a, a older white audience uh, member, a lady, spoke to a friend of mine, Dad, Daniel Anderson, who is a young, very mostly, very aggressive-looking black brother, even though his heart is, is gold. On the face of it, he can be very intimidating, yeah? And she turned to him. She had the, the courage to turn to him 
um, and basically she asked him directly, um, is this is this a, a true reading of of the world that you live in? This old white lady just asked him straight, and he turned around to her and said, "Well, I'm not fostered, but." And then he began to articulate the the racism and the microaggressions that he'd suffered in his life, and they actually triggered their own post show discussion before we got out. That happened live at the Belgrade Theatre, 2015. I believe it was myself at the time and Claire who came out afterwards and then began to chair the conversation that they'd already triggered based on Greenleaf's Four. I say that to say, a lot of the work that I would potentially love to do and I know the co-ADs would love to do at the Belgrade Theatre already exists in a lot of ways. It just has not yet been exploited to its absolute full potential. And I wanted to use that example to say something like that already happened at Belgrade long before 21. 21 is an opportunity to put that kind of atmosphere, energy, um, creativity under a microscope and, and expand on it. Or what's that word called when you expand? There's another word. I can't think of the other word. The other words aren't very oh, nice. They're like capital, capitalize or monopolize. But that's not the words you're Capit- looking Yeah, words. that's true. Yeah, let's click, click, click into expand. Let's stay with expand. So so the, the objective, though it's been um, kind of tainted by the pandemic, is in as much as the true sense of diversity, mm-hmm. you know, the true sense of creativity, you know, and, and being able to, or having the opportunity to explore those things to their maximum is what I hope 21 will bring. And I hope that it, if if nothing else, the main thing that we all want it to bring is a sense of civic pride amongst the community of Coventry. And just to add to that, and this might be a second example that you can take out. Uh, this Stand is by. actually, this is a, this is a recent example, <laughs> Corey. Um, regarding Crompton Knights and McDonald's and how that was such an organic moment. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want me to talk about it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So as so we had an IM event, which is institutional marketing event surrounding our show Crompton Knights. And um, we had a huge panel, like the biggest panel I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but it was a beautiful panel. <laughs> Uh, I can't really list off all those names, so we're just going to pretend that they're all here. Um, and something that happened organically through that event um, was the was it the uh, the owner of the franchise McDonald's in Coventry mm-hmm. um, said that he really enjoyed the performance and he wanted to open up the McDonald's restaurant to a site specific performance. Um, which was just something that nobody nobody sort of asked him to do, nobody had like prepped for. And and the just by opening up that dialogue and having a marketing event which surrounded sort of our and, and the whole point of the event was to talk about our charitable message and the things that we do for Coventry and how maybe we can do more things and what Crunk Tonight's really brought out thematically for us regarding knife crime in the city and how can we as Belgrade Theatre support that through the intervention of art. Um, someone like an owner of a McDonald's franchise was like, this is incredible. I want to give you my space too. Here's what I'm having issues with. Here's the beautiful things about my space. Can we talk about it? Um, and they're the kind of things that the past from 2015, Corey's example, to 2020 slash 2019 has brought for us um, is this incredible space to go, well, this 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 already exists in Belgrade, this structure, this 
all we can do is sort of hold it for people and go, here's another platform for you to talk about. And here's another way that we can express that. Um, and for us, it's all centered and centric to community and Coventry and the Midlands and then beyond. That. Lovely. So we've got about five minutes left. Is there anything else you guys want to say? There's plenty of time, Heather. Don't worry. No, because then this is why people say we're late to meetings. Have you got any more questions, Heather? Don't worry about it, man. No, you've covered my questions, but I didn't know if there's anything else you guys want to add that I haven't covered. I think I would say to please stay safe. If you, I'm sure you already are. Um, to not, if you can, just think about community around you, um, and think about maybe ways that we can support or not support if you are not capable of and that's completely fine um and to just breathe it's a pandemic we are human beings experiencing a pandemic just breathe and just take the time to breathe and that's it i i agree with belisha and i also think that this was really great thank you heather for hosting this yeah let's do it again next week and invite somebody else who else would you invite? Invite one of the members of the community. Somebody might listen to this and want to jump on. They might disagree with everything we're saying. That's a really good idea, actually. Maybe somebody that listens to this, that hears what we're saying now, and says, actually, i got some stuff I want to say. You know, just they can shout you here. Okay. Well, that's your official call out to contact us if you want to be part of one of these. Yeah. 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 Make sure you bring your own muffins, a bottle of water... <laughs> I've got some Harry Bowls. I'm not sure you're going to get the video. I hope that Heather manages to get you the video. But we've, we've got our snacks. Are we allowed to do this? Because of product placement. Are we allowed? Are we Disney? I don't see why not. We're not the BBC. Oh! Shade. That's not shade. It's just a fact they're not allowed to advertise. I'm only joking. Hold tight the Bubaka. Bubaka. Okay, we've got another meeting. Right, okay, well, enjoy your next meeting. Thank you, guys, and I will speak to you again hopefully next week. Heather, thank you for your continued support. Yeah, Heather, thank you so much. You're amazing. And thank you for setting this up. We, us two are, like, the hardest people to get in the same space, so thank you. Oh, well, you're not in the same space. True. That's true. true. <laughs> but I am at home, everybody, so people... <laughs> stay home, stay safe, protect our NHS. Protect okay? our NHS. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.